um, we'll get started here. So, Father God, I love you. I thank you for today. Thank you for uh, just being good to us, Lord. I thank you for um, providing for us, uh, just giving us purpose, uh, Lord, uh, really uh, calling us out of just the miry clay that we can get stuck in in life and feel like that we're just bogged down. And uh, you do give us purpose. You do uh, allow us to know what the next step should be. And I pray we'd be bold enough to take it. And so, uh, Lord, as we uh, endeavor to uh, really step into uh, this chapter uh, that's heavily focused on marriage, Lord. I pray that we wouldn't uh, have a multitude of attitudes. One, in the sense of, I've heard this before. Two, in the sense of, uh, it's unattainable. Uh, Lord, I do pray that we would just be uh, humble to what you have to say, uh, Lord, and that you would uh, really just uh, change our, our our lives and our marriages because of it. I uh, pray that you would just speak uh, and that we would hear, uh, Lord, even even as I try to uh, look into this stuff and, and pull out uh, just some fresh bread, uh, Lord, I do pray that it would be uh, just uh, glorifying to you. So I pray you just speak today. I pray for those who uh, are here uh, just faithfully, and I pray for those who aren't here. It's, it's kind of light today, and I know the ministry's full of uh, just faithful servants, and I know there's a lot of things going on right now in people's lives. So uh, I do pray for just the Past Point class as a whole and the outreaches that we have coming up. So I pray you just bless your word in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, what? August 20, what? 27th. 27th. Church cleaning August 27th. Okay, so that's a little ways out. Okay, so uh, one other announcement I wanted to get uh, on the recording, and so we've got a little less than uh, two months to plan for this, but uh, if you'll remember, at the beginning of the year, I was kind of rolling out my uh, vision for Passpoint for this year and uh, goals and different things that I had, what I wanted to try to get done. And one of those was to teach a outside of Sunday morning uh, marriage, um, I don't know if you want to call it class. It's not really going to be a class. I promise it won't be a class. It'll be uh, very much more uh, lighthearted than that. But the goal was to have it this past summer. And uh, things happened and life happened and uh, that got scratched. And I had honestly kind of talked myself out of it. And I was like, well, it'll just be a good thing for next year. Uh, and then uh, it's it's just been kind of weighing on my heart. There's been several people who have been like, hey, so when's the marriage thing going to be? And so then I'm like, okay, so I'm letting people down by not fulfilling what God told me to do. Uh, and so uh, the dates have been set. Uh, I have the blessing of Pastor Brian. And so this needs to start rolling because this is bigger than just Passpoint. And so the goal behind this whole thing, and it's not a coincidence that we're starting on First Corinthians chapter 7 today talking about marriage, but... Um, the goal was to, uh, because we are the quote-unquote young adult type of class, young families, things like that. There's a lot of singles in Passpoint. There's a lot of... Uh, so marriage is kind of a big thing in uh, the world that we live in. Uh, because if you're not married, you're generally striving to be married. That's generally a goal, although Paul has other things to say about that. Um, and then if you are married, uh, let me just tell you, that's one of the, the biggest, uh, most... Uh, blessed and hard at the same time things that you can be involved in. And so uh, it was one of my uh, burdens uh, to just teach a practical, very lighthearted, very candid uh, marriage topical type of thing. And so uh, here's how it's going to roll out. It's going to be on Saturday evenings starting the first Saturday in October. And it will be done before Thanksgiving. So about eight weeks. And so uh, that's what it's going to be. Uh, it will be uh, here at the church. I don't know about child care yet. I'm still trying to figure those details out. Um, but 
Uh, I talked to Brian about it, and I was like, hey, this is something I want to do for Passpoint. And he said, can it be available to anybody else? And I'm like, it can be available to anybody. So it went from, hey, I want this to kind of be available to the Passpoint people to I think they're going to blast this on Facebook. They're going to send things out. Uh, this is going to maybe be a big deal. I don't know. And so I'm, I'm taking a little bit of time to tell you guys about this because – and. I'll talk about this every week until it comes up. Because you guys, as the core of the class, play a big part in um, inviting people. I want this to be for the people of Passpoint. Uh, but there's also several people that I, in my own mind, are targeting with this. There are several young couples that haven't dipped their toe into an ABF, uh, that this could be a really good way for them to understand the the benefits to the fellowship that comes with uh being in an ABF or having that kind of group. And so there are several people, I'm sure a lot of you guys have people that just come to mind that are at church every week. That it's like, hey, this would be really good for them to come and hang out. It will be lighthearted. Uh, it will be very biblical. Um, but we're going to talk about things like uh, finances, you know, the things that people don't like to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, just communication, you know, the thing that doesn't happen in marriage. We're going to talk about just kind of marital roles. Uh, we're going to talk about um, intimacy because that's everybody's favorite thing to talk about is sex. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about uh, raising kids and how that looks in a marriage because it's easy to talk about child training, but what does that look like in your marriage? Uh, we're going to talk about all the things that nobody really wants to talk about in a marriage. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it because uh, that's what needs to happen. For some reason, when you talk about marriage, everybody gets super serious and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to offend my wife. I don't want to offend my husband and nothing gets accomplished. Okay, so I don't want that to be the case. I want to have a good time. We're going to have coffee. Uh, we're going to have snacks because snacks make everything go better. Um, and so there's going to be several things. And I actually have several things that I want to task some of y'all with. And I'm not just talking to the people in the class, but the people that are listening uh, to kind of be a part of this, because this isn't just a me thing, this is a Passpoint thing, reaching out to not just Passpoint, I hope lost people come. Uh, if not, I hope saved people come. I, I don't know. I don't know how big it'll be. But when Brian says he wants to make it available to the church, generally if it's something to do with marriage, a lot of people show up. Uh, so I... The first few weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's true. Uh, I was just thinking of our first marriage conference we did when, I was, when we were in the Army, or I was in the Army, and uh, was laughter way to a better marriage. So right. Just, we're going we're gonna to laugh. And we're probably going to cry, too. Uh, so. Uh, men's conference is in the middle of that. What are we going to do? Men's conference will be uh, Friday night into Saturday. This will be Saturday evenings. Oh, evenings. Yes, it'll be Saturday evenings. Probably, if I was guessing, if I had to put a time on it right now, which I have to fill out a form to get this all rolling, it'll probably be from, like, 6 to 8 or 6.30 to 8.30, something like that. So get there, hang out, and there'll be probably a solid hour and a half of teaching, but uh, plan on blocking out about two hours. So I'm saying all that to say that's a long ways out. Start plugging people's ears now. Hey, block out time because this is going to be worth something. Do you have a title for it yet? No, because there's a title rolling around in here somewhere, and it's really good. It just hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Um, like it's gonna, it's gonna be good because there's so many different things. I love uh, Jeff Cox's two ticks and no dog, but I can't steal it, and uh, because that's generally what a marriage is: it's two people sucking the life out of something, but nobody's getting anything out of it. And so I love that. So I've got to come up with something better than that. And so uh, anyway, no, there's not a title yet. <laughs> okay, 
I say all that to say, start plugging it, and you're going to start seeing it um, because they, Brian wants to blast this thing, and so we'll see. Jody just asked, do you want Jody to work on a graphic for it? So uh, you like social media? Then you can. You might want to get with Brianna because as soon as I fill out this event form, the office automatically starts doing that. So if you can come up with one, then that'd be great. So yeah, whatever. This is I. This isn't just like me wanting. And I'm taking a lot of time. I don't have one yet. I, you know what, though? I've got like five and a half hours of really awesome me time today sitting on the lawnmower. So a lot of good things happen on the lawnmower, not only the grass getting cut, I promise. So uh, a lot of times it's not so good, but I am telling you, like there's a lot of things rolling around that need to be nailed down. But this is definitely happening. And so I do, I, I do, I am genuinely, I'm genuinely excited about this, and I'm not... I mean, I'll just be honest with you. There's not a lot of things in life that really excite me. And, like, this is something I've wanted to do for a long time, not because I wanted to do it, but because God, like, every year in my yearly plan, God's like, hey, what about this? What about this? And every year I'm like, yeah, well, maybe next year. So it's going to happen. And so uh, I'm fired up about it. I can see, okay, so there's two sides of me. I can see 40 to 50 people every week being here for this, even if it's just church people. I can also see, like, six people showing up. I think it's more the first just because marriage is something that I don't think anybody would be like, I've got that figured out. And communicate this to people. I plan on being just completely, for lack of a better word, Jason about this thing. Uh, Completely black and white. uh, This is how it is. Uh, You either are or you aren't. Like, very candid like, most people are like, hey, we're going to talk about sex. And so, uh, yeah, you should probably do that. And by the way, hey, this is what you should do other times. And we're going to, like, talk about the things that nobody wants to talk about. And we're going to talk about money. And we're going to talk about, like, you know, the things that make a marriage kind of work. So, so guess what? I'm probably not going to tell anybody which nights are which because I don't want people to pick and choose. Um, and Because that's what people do. Uh, this is not all cart. I'm going to ask that if you uh, sign in on this thing, that you're in on it. Um, because it will, like, wrap up before it will definitely be done before Thanksgiving. Uh, it'll definitely be eight weeks or less. So that's why I'm starting on the first week of October. And so that's the plan. Okay, so... With all that being said, I took a lot of time, but that's like huge on what we're doing here. Uh, let's switch gears, not really, and uh, get into marriage as far as what uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians. So I've already prayed. What's that? Yes. Um, let's get going here. So 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7, we know this as the marriage chapter of what Paul really uh, says about marriage. You know, he talks about it in Ephesians, he talks about it in other places as well, but this is kind of the, the full, you know, if you know the principle of full counsel, this is the most you're going to get from Paul on different aspects of marriage, this, that, and the other. So there's a lot to be said. We're going to try to get through the first nine verses here. And so just so you know, what are you laughing about? Uh, we'll see what, realistic. it might be realistic. Uh, we'll see what happens. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Brenton has been working with me, and so he thinks that I have unreal expectations of what's going to happen every day. Uh, If we just worked faster and harder, if I just talked quicklier and more quickly-ish, then it would happen. So, stop interrupting. Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 7. So chapter 7 and 8, if you know 1 Corinthians, and you guys do, it's a letter from Paul to the church at Corinth. So uh, it's 
up to this point, been uh, pretty much an open rebuke of everything that's been happening. Hey, what about this? Hey, what about this? You guys are not heads, blah, blah, blah. Go back and listen to the recording. He's been calling them out. He gets all the way to chapter 7. What up, Holly? Uh, and it's all, it's all good. Uh, you didn't bring them for everybody, so you need to stand in the hallway and eat that. Uh, anyway, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, Brady's eating donuts. So, Okay, so First uh, Corinthians chapter 7 we find out that this whole letter that he wrote to them is in response to something that they wrote to him. We didn't know that until now. Now, you may have read the book and known that, but you'll find out that uh, they have the church in Corinth has written Paul a letter, and somehow it's gotten to him with some questions. Now, just understand that the church in Corinth is very carnal, and the questions are very uh, self-fulfilling or... Uh, you know, hey, I'm right, and so I'm going to ask Paul about this because I'm going to prove that I'm right to this other person in the church. And so uh, they have asked some questions of Paul, and he is answering them. So the next two chapters, uh, chapter 7 and chapter 8, are just open responses to the questions that they had asked of Paul. Okay, so these aren't things that Paul was just like, hey, by the way, let's just talk about marriage for a minute. These were some questions that were asked, and uh, Paul's like, okay, so since you asked, I'm not only going to give you the answer to your question, uh, but I'm going to give you a lot more. And so uh, same thing with like the marriage thing that's coming up uh you you may have showed up and hope to like you know get your husband to quit doing this or get your wife to stop doing this but and uh, we'll address that and much more and so like that's kind of the whole uh, goal of what's going on. so chapter seven and eight are paul's answering these questions so uh today uh your title is there is no title um uh because i tried to come up with a title uh i tried to come up with a nice clever list like i always do uh and there's really no such thing when you talk about matters like this and so uh as far as uh, today, if you want to take notes, take notes. If not, uh, just hang on, because we're going to talk about some things that uh, just need to be addressed, and hopefully people are, are listening to this, and if not, it is what it is. So uh, this is also, I'll say up front, like a flyover. This is like 37,000 feet looking down. Oh, hey, there's like squares down there. Uh, I wonder what they mean. Uh, we're going to kind of address what some of this is talking about. Uh, if you want more in-depth, uh, show up the first weekend of October and every Saturday thereafter, and we'll get a little more in-depth and a little more candid. But there's no reason for me to like in-depth teach marriage when we're getting ready to in-depth really teach marriage. And so uh, this is a flyover. We're kind of talking about what the book's talking about. So let's just read the first uh, nine verses to kind of get our heads wrapped around what's happening here, and then we'll uh, circle back around. So... Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me. That's how you know that, hey, they had asked this question. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. Okay, that's interesting. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. We'll get in depth on what this means. Verse 3. Let the husband render unto his wife due benevolence. And likewise, the wife unto the husband. And the guys are like, yes, render unto me, do benevolence. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, verse 4. The wife hath not power over her own body, but the husband. And likewise, also the husband hath not power over his own body, but the wife. Yes, we're talking about sex. We'll move on. Verse 5. Defride ye not the other, except it be with a consent for a time, that you give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. But I speak this by permission, and not of commandment. For I would that all men were as even I myself. But every man hath uh, his proper gift of God, one of this man or another of that. I say, uh, therefore, to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. But if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. 
Okay, so there's a lot happening here. Let me give you a little bit of context. When Paul's talking about they should be like I am, so Paul at one point in his life was married. We know that because one of the requirements to be a member of the Sanhedrin, which he was before he... Uh, changed his name to Paul, right? When he was Saul persecuting Christians, he was a member of the Sanhedrin, okay? Uh, ask me how I know that. I just, like, it's just useless knowledge rolling around in my head. I could figure it out and tell you how I got it or just trust me, right? So he was a member of the Sanhedrin. One of the requirements to be a member of the Sanhedrin was to be married. I don't know why. That's kind of odd to me. Like, you know, it, it, it just was, okay? So uh, he was married at one point. We also know that he's using the reference of you would be better to be like I am, single, meaning uh, his, he's probably widowed, right? Uh, because you'll know, Paul doesn't really just talk about, hey, you ought to just divorce your wife because you don't like her anymore, right? So uh, there are specific reasons that uh, it is okay to separate, and he goes through these. There's also a lot of reasons he talks about in here that it's not okay to separate, and uh, that offends a lot of people, but we're just going to talk about what the Word of God says. Next week should be fun. Um, anyway, the point here is we know that Paul at one point was married. Now we know that he's not. He's single, and he's basically trying to encourage people to, hey, you'd be better off just staying like I am, single, right? Uh, but if you can't, then go into it. So that's kind of the backstory of where we're at. Paul's a single dude. He was married at one point, so he does have some sort of authority on the subject. Uh, he's also uh, an apostle called out of due time, so we know that uh, he has the word of God given to him. So uh, when Paul speaks, it's not just like, hey, uh, yeah, I don't really like what he had to say there. Uh, this is God's word. Right? We know that this is preserved. This is what God had to say. You'll also notice in chapter 7 as a whole, several times, he'll say, hey, this is direct commandment from God. He'll also say at times, God didn't really tell me this, but from my experience, this might be wise for you to follow. And he's very wise throughout the chapter to say, hey, direct from God, hey, direct from Paul. So, like, you know the difference between what he's saying. And he's very clear throughout the passage on, hey, these are the things that God said, these are the things that, you know, I have learned. Per se, example, the first several verses of this, directly from God, because we know that the word of God is directly from God. He clarifies when it's just of him. Get to verse 6, he says, but I speak this by permission and not of commandment, meaning what I'm getting ready to say this isn't like direct from God, but, you know, you might take an example from me. And then he goes on to say, you'd be better off to stay single if you could. Okay? So understand that the first bit of this, and then you get into it, uh, you know, uh, so uh, go to verse 10. We're not talking about that today, but here's another example of that. And unto the married I command, meaning I do, uh, yet not I, but the Lord. Okay, so this is back to, hey, God said this. Make sure this is like... In red, okay? So that's kind of the point. He's very clear as he goes through this. So just understand that as we go through chapter 7, we're going to be here for probably at least four weeks just because that's how it breaks down. Um, that That's kind of what we're talking about. So anyway, back up. No title, no list, verse by verse, this is what you get. So verse 1, verse 1, it says, Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, you asked this, and uh, sometimes he's, he's basically saying, uh, don't forget that you asked for this. You know, sometimes, you know, you beg for something, you beg for something, you beg for something, you pray for something, you pray for something, and then it happens and you're like, this is not what I expected. This is not what I was asking for. Um, sometimes you pray for a husband, you pray for a husband, you pray for a husband, and you get married and you're just like, this is not what I was asking for, God. This is Paul's way of saying, hey, um, listen to what I'm saying. So what he's saying here is, it could go the other way too. I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he says, you asked for this, and so here's what I have to say. They asked the question, 
And he says, it is good for a man not to, uh, not to touch a woman. So, verse 1, the question being asked is this. Is it okay for someone in the church to stay single? That's the question that they pretty much ask Paul. Is it okay for someone in the church to stay single? Why would they ask a question like this? Understand, they're very carnal. Understand that uh, they always have an ulterior motive. Right? Have you ever known somebody like that? Don't look at your spouse. Have you ever known somebody like that that no matter what, like they're always after something. They're, there's always a twist, and you just know that about them. You know that no matter what they say, it's like, what are you, where are you getting at with this? Uh, your testimony uh, uh, precedes you. I understand. Like This seems very genuine, but you want something from this. Why would they be asking this? Why would they be asking, is it okay for someone in the church to stay single? They're trying to, as married folk in the church, Look down on the people that aren't married. Because, you know, hey, marriage pictures Christ in the church, and, you know, if you were holy, you'd be married like I am. That's basically what they're trying to say. Hey, Paul, is it okay for these guys to stay married? They're in the church. Shouldn't they, like, find a spouse? And uh, understand, it was, it was a very, like, that was the culture of the time. You know, I understand culture change. That doesn't mean the Bible changes. You know, the world will tell you different. But the culture changes. Things, things kind of, they move around, right? And so... At the time, like, it was very common. You got married young. Uh, a lot of times it was uh, or organized or, or ordained, not ordained, uh, uh, arranged. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, see, that's why we're so good together, right? <laughs> Marriage is great. It really is. I'm just... Anyway. Uh... We finished each other's sentences. Anyway. Finish each other's sandwiches. Come on now, everybody knows I eat all of what I have and, some, and somebody else's. Have you, ever, have you even seen Frozen? Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, I get it. I'm just telling you that you're comparing me to like a, a traitor, and that's not what I am. So anyway, moving on. The question being asked: Is it okay for someone in the church to say single? They're carnal. They're trying to get their answer. See, see, Paul's writing back, and he says, you know, it'd be, it, yeah, you should definitely be married because, you know, it's, it's better to be married. It's a picture of Christ in the church, and they're trying to condemn uh, being single. Okay, so first off, you need to understand, especially in the culture we live in today, you want to be single? That's amazing because guess what? You're not tied down. You want to be married? Uh, I am married. That's amazing as well. But there's times that it does, like, tie you back. You can't do certain things, right? And it's just the way that it is. I'm totally amazed with that, and I love the, the state that I'm in. But understand up front what he's trying to get at here and what the, Corinth, uh, the church in Corinth is trying to get at is, like, wouldn't it be better if we were just all married? And uh, Yeah, if you actually understood the institution of marriage. But then he's like, guess what? There's times that you're not married, and I've been married. This is not me. Uh, Paul's saying, I've been married, and I've also been on the side of not being married after being married. And I'm telling you, uh, it'd be better off to just not be. Right, And so that's saying something coming from a guy who, obviously, we all, when we're born and we're young, aren't married. Okay, But then Paul stepped into the side of marriage, lived it, and I'm guessing he did a pretty good job of it because, you know, Paul's like the best at everything he ever did. Uh, and then after whatever happened, and he's now not married, uh, he's telling you that um, of the two... It's best off to stay single. I'm just saying, right? Uh, this is where Paul would be like, if, if he talked like I did, he would be like, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. If you're single, you might be better off to stay single. I'm just saying. Okay, so that's the question. Is it okay for someone to stay single in the church? Okay, that's what he's asking. Verse 2, he goes on to elaborate, okay? <laughs> he says, nevertheless, he's answering the question. 
to avoid fornication, because I know how y'all are and you're a bunch of sinners, right? Go back to the chapter before. We just talked about fornication. Easy, there's a door jam there, man. Uh, uh, Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife. Those should be capitalized, but they're not. Not like trying to retranslate the Bible. I'm just saying like it would be emphasized if we just emphasized own. Yes. Let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Okay, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Fornication, what does that mean? It is any sexual sin outside of marriage. And we also know that adultery is the exact same thing, only different. It is any sexual sin inside the marriage. The exact same sins are just called different things in and outside the marriage. Okay, so he says to avoid fornication. So his answer, he says the best and easiest way to avoid fornication is what? To be married. You want to avoid fornication? The easiest way to do that is to be married. Sounds easy enough, right? Find somebody to marry. You know, we can have all the sex we want. That's basically what they're getting at. Um, But guess what? It doesn't exactly work like that. So he's saying the best and easiest way to avoid fornication is what? To be married. Sounds easy enough. Flip over to Proverbs. Keep your finger here. Flip over to Proverbs chapter 15. See, this is what happens when I don't have time, not really time, but I just can't get my mind wrapped around something. Usually I like to like break this down and then I work all the verses and you don't have to do a lot of flipping because I like to keep moving, but that didn't happen this time. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 18 and 19. I'll wait till you get there. This is really good to see. Proverbs 15, 18 and 19. It says, that's not right. What? Proverbs 5. No, wait. No. 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proverbs 5. I don't know why it says, my book says 15, but it is 5. Proverbs 5. See, that's why we're looking there. (coughs) Proverbs 5, verse 18 and 19. It says, Let thy fountain be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. See, it's easier. Just get married. You'll avoid fornication. Just get married. Rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Verse 19. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished always with her breast. No, that's not what it says. It says, be thou ravished always with her love. Because guess what? It moves on as you're married. It ha- you have to grow up at some point. It moves on from being satisfied with the sex to being satisfied with something bigger, with something better. People don't realize that when they read this verse. They're like, yeah, see? Get naked. Right? I mean, that's not what it means. It says, yes, be satisfied. Avoid fornication. But you need to grow up at some point. It says, be ravished. Be ravished. Where where am I? I'm trying to find it. Always with her love. Be ravished with her love. Yes, it's easier. You want to avoid fornication as a single person? Get married. Sounds easy, right? Be ravished with her love. Be ravished with his love. Be ravished with all of the desires that you have. But guess what? It doesn't take long, and like there's always something more. You need to grow. You need to, you need to take the next step. Problems with this basic logic. Because it sounds really easy. Hey, I'm single. I need to avoid fornication. I desire to be married. I need to find somebody to be married. I need to find it right now. Let's go. Line them up. I'll pick from the lineup, right? It sounds really easy, right? It really does. It, it sounds like, hey, like we should be able to figure this out. It's not that big of a deal. Okay, so problems with this. Fornication simply becomes adultery if the heart issue is not addressed. You can be single, and I have all these lustful things in my mind, so the Bible says I just need to get married. And if I get married, it'll all work out. Uh, if we don't address the heart, 
I told you, the sexual sin just is called something different. But it's still the same thing. Now you're just committing adultery, which is, you know, like the next step up. Not, not good, right? Not good. So yeah, it, it sounds great. Get married. It'll all be good. Um, if the heart issue is not addressed. So here's what I would say. And this is me. Like, I'm not claiming to be anywhere near what Paul is. This is my advice. This is also what basically Paul's trying to say. Be picky. If you're single, be picky. Yes, you want to get married. That's the desire of your heart. That's a good desire. Uh, the Bible says that uh, he who desires a wife desires a good thing. Right? Uh, that's a good thing. But... Be picky. Like you need to, uh, you need to have like a list, and I'm talking about a long list. Like my my kids need to know that. My my daughter especially. Like I can't really can. Like, the Bible is very clear that I have a lot to say with what my daughter does moving forward in her marriage relationship. I don't have a lot to say with my sons. Like I can give them a wise counsel, um, but guess what? Sometimes wise counsel um, doesn't really stick. It's like throwing wet noodles, and sometimes they're just not quite done yet, and they just bounce off, right? And so, uh, especially for young ladies, but young men uh, as well, uh, be picky. Don't rush this. Yes, you may be avoiding fornication, but ask yourself this, is that really the person that I want to avoid fornication with for the rest of my life? (laughs) Do you pick up what I'm laying down? Yes, I understand. You're no longer fornicating because it's quote-unquote okay. But guess what? Five years down the road, they don't look near as good as they did then. The rose-colored glasses have come off. Is that really the person that I want to, quote-unquote, avoid fornication with forever? Brian Clark has a list of, he came up with this list of, like, requirements of, like, uh, uh, my daughter uh, to find in a husband. And there's a lot of things. And some people will be like, that's not really biblical. And one of the things is, are you attracted to them? And you might be like, well, it shouldn't be all about attraction. I'm telling you, that's the person you're going to have sex with for the rest of your life. Attraction helps, right? It just does. And those are Brian Clark's words, not mine. Now, I understand. I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, you should be attracted. You should desire the person that you're married to, right? And it, it doesn't have to be that way. But I'm just telling you, like, to be biblical, is that the person that you want to, quote, unquote, avoid fornication with forever? Uh, I don't know. Be picky. Be picky. He also says, with your own wife, with your own husband. It's funny that he says that. He says, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and every woman have her own husband. What does that mean? What are you talking about? Did you stay, stay there in uh, Proverbs chapter 5 if you left to go back. Uh, what does it mean, your own wife, your own husband? What is, what is he talking about? Proverbs chapter 5, back up a few verses from where we were. Verse 15. Drink waters out of thy own cistern. What is he talking about? Uh, hey, keep it in your pants till you're in your marriage bed. Uh, drink waters out of thine own cistern and running waters out of thy own well. Stop trying the neighbor's stuff. His water, it's not any better than yours. I'm just telling you, like, that's what it says. Some people, sometimes y'all just like, I wonder what that means. Well, that's what that means. Drink waters out of thine own cistern. It's funny, it says, 
the words in the Bible, they're not, he doesn't mince words. He uses words for a reason. Why would he say, make sure that you have your own wife and your own husband? Oh, so maybe you can like reference what that word, where else do you find that word own? Oh, well, let's reference that back to Proverbs. What are you talking about? Oh, drink them out of your own cistern. Oh, so like I can't try my neighbors? No, you can't try your neighbors. No, you can't try your, you fill in the blank, right? And running waters of thy own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be thine own and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. You know how you rejoice with the wife of your youth? You stop looking at everything else around you. Right? It is, is it, and don't take this wrong when I say this, it's contentment. But what does the Bible say about contentment? It says godliness when contentment is great gain. It doesn't say that contentment's great gain. You can be content about a lot of things and really not that happy about it, right? Uh, that's just true. Like, I'm content with where I'm at, God. I'm not really where I want to be, but I'm content. Like, godliness with contentment is great gain. Right. Your own wife, your own husband, right? And we're talking about sexual things here, but guess what? A lot of times, these things can be, like, looked at in other ways, right? Spiritually. A lot of times, this happens a lot, and especially with, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but especially with ladies. I wish my husband was as spiritual as that guy because that's the things that get me going. Is You know, he's just really spiritual and he takes care of his family and he's just like, uh, is, is that your own husband? Is that your own wife? I wish my wife really reverenced me the way that, you know, she reverences her husband. Uh, guess what? Uh, you might as well be in bed with her because it's just as bad. That, that's just what it is, man. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, like, it is black and white. It's your own wife. It's your own husband. I'm not the one who said I do. I'm not the one that got in a hurry. You did. And guess what? Paul says, hey, guess what? That's the, that's the decision you made. Stick with it. Sometimes that's hard to do. But guess what? You can find godliness and contentment with what God has given you. Even though you might think, oh my gosh, God really, like, I really screwed this up. Like, I'm not going to say God did, but I really screwed this up. Like, I was in a really messed up place and this happened and uh, I, I, God, I don't know how this happened, but we need to fix this. Uh, guess what God's answer is going to be to we need to fix this. Uh, yeah, you need to fix your heart. Uh, I don't make mistakes. It may have all been done in sin. I don't make mistakes. Understand that about God. He doesn't allow things to happen that He doesn't ordain, Right? He doesn't. Now, you might say, well, well, how does that work in my previous marriage? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm going to say that sin happened. Uh, if you would have you know, submitted to what God had for you, it would have been fine. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Now, I, I get it. There's a lot of bad things that happen and a lot of, like, there's a lot of divorce. I understand all of that. I'm saying, if at the time, God, you would have allowed God to intervene in your life, it's a choice, uh, things would be different. Well, I didn't. Okay, I understand. That's in the past. Guess what? It's all washed under the blood. I'm not trying to condemn anybody here. And I don't think I'm talking to anybody, like, I don't think anybody, especially in the room today, has been, like, divorced. Meredith, are you sure? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Anyway, I understand. There's, there are a lot of people that this, like, falls under. And I get it. Like, this can be very offensive. I'm just saying, like, if at the time in your life, God, you would, not God, if you would have allowed God to intervene, things would have been different. But guess what? It's all under the blood. Move forward. And people get hung up on this stuff. Move forward. This is where you're at now. Can't go back. Can't change anything. Right? We, we just can't. So, 
how do you change where you're at today, right? Okay, so that's what you have to decide moving forward. We got to stop. There's no way. There's no freaking way. We'll we'll pick up here next week. What'd you say? I mean, happy maybe. I don't know. There's a lot to say. I have, I have, a, a, I don't have, the, the word has a lot to say about verse 3 and verse 4 and 5, so um, we're going to stop because we need to pick back up. Oh, I didn't, yeah, I knew you talked on it, but anyway, so. Um, two of nine, one third. What? I said two of nine, like one third. Hey, you know what? I, I would rather be one third in depth than like just, and on this, and this is just like, surface level we're not even diving in i promise i do promise eight weeks or less on the marriage thing <laughs> tell people about it. it it really will be good um are you guys gonna make a facebook thing to, to get that i am not the office does all of that brian said because i was like i'm just like my heart is just for the people of pass point yeah i was like my heart is like the pass point peeps and um but if you if you want it to be available to anybody i don't care who comes like I'm going to be real no matter what. Like, I can be just as real with you who I've known for, like, 10 years as I can with somebody that I met that day. Like, it might come across a little different, but, like, at the end of the day, the Word of God does not come back void. So, uh, it'll be fun. I really do plan on laughing a lot because if not, you cry. So, um, that's the goal. And just so everybody knows and invite people, this definitely is not just for married people because guess what? Single people typically get married and so sometimes if you can imply these things before you're married or at least be ready for them it like helps a lot because guess what if you like get into marriage and you know nothing there's a lot of rough edges that got to be worked off and that's hard and so i'm just saying invite your single friends too because uh it, it may allow them to like be like i need to be a little more picky about what i was going to get after here because uh so anyway with all that being said let's pray uh we'll pick up here next week and uh get a little farther there's a lot to be said, but um, and there's a lot of weeks before this marriage thing happens. But even now, like especially people who aren't plugged in, those are the people that we need to be like, hey, this will be really good. And it's not because I think your marriage sucks. It's just because uh, I think that if I would have done this sooner in my marriage, it would be better. And so find ways to invite people. Everybody's welcome. So let's pray. Father God, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for your word. I do uh, just pray that you would uh, allow it to not come back void. Lord, I do pray that you just bless the marriages, um, the folks in Passpoint and the folks at HBF, and uh, that we would just be what uh, changes the culture. Um, uh, the culture says that uh, we're no better than the lost and that uh, we are going to get divorced at the same rate that they do. And uh, Lord, there's just a lot that uh, the statistics say, and I just pray that um, you being real in our lives would say something different. Uh, Lord, I pray you would just uh, quicken us uh, to be the husband and the wife uh, that you've called us to be. And if not, that you would just allow us as singles to uh, really uh, find uh, what you would have for us uh, in that. And so, Lord, I pray you just uh, allow these things to kind of mull around in our minds. Uh, we'll get back into it next week. And I do pray that uh, you would just bless uh, the service coming up. You just preach through Pastor Brian and uh, just allow him to speak your word boldly. I pray for those who aren't here today that you would just bless them. And even those who are here, uh, that you would just give them a special blessing as well. Well, uh, send us out this week as lights to a really dark, dying world. Uh, Lord, we pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. Was this a church?